is that you got in your hand over there? What's that? My old dishwasher. Oh, uh, got to go talk to Mrs. Goodman about getting one of those, <laughs> one of those uh, cases for your glasses. Amen. All right, Genesis chapter number 27 tonight, and I appreciate that song. That was a blessing, and, uh, and I hope that uh, you're thankful uh, for His grace fits into kind of the end uh, place where we're going to end up uh, for our message tonight. And, and we're not going to read our entire text in Genesis 27. Uh, we'll just read just a small part there, verse number 18. I invite you to stand. I know you're tired uh, in, <clears throat> with uh, having eaten uh, and everything. Uh, we're going to read, uh, and then we'll pray, and we'll get right into it. The Bible says, verse 18, And he came unto his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord, uh, thy God, brought it to me. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message. Just thank you for the wonderful song, uh, the singing, the congregational singing today. Just uh, so good. Uh, to be able to do all that together. And I pray today that uh, you would just bless this afternoon service, uh, keep us awake and alert uh, to your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I mentioned, of uh, course, by way of application, several <clears throat> ways uh, or takeaways uh, uh, that you can get from Genesis 27 uh, with uh, everything from facts over feelings to, uh, to just many other types of things. When uh, you look at God's redemptive plan in Scripture, uh, all of these uh, people that we read about, I almost said characters, they're not really Bible characters, but people, real people in Scripture, that uh, they're all part of this plan, uh, God's plan uh, for His people uh, and God's plan for us, uh, the redemptive plan for man. Uh, we have the whole book, and we see it from beginning to end, and we see how it all unfolds. Uh, we look at uh, God's rejection by His own people, and, and then how, of course, the Lord came, and uh, they rejected Him, crucified Him, how God uh, has uh, given uh, salvation uh, to all people, and, uh, and that He's not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repentance. And uh, I'm thankful for the plan, but you and I, we get to see it uh, in its entirety, uh, whereas a lot of people who we read about in Scripture didn't have that. They didn't, they didn't get that luxury. They lived their life in their time uh, and uh, in their way. And, uh, and, and I mentioned this, I want to say this because it just popped in my head about empathy. Uh, when we have empathy towards people, uh, if we look at uh, the situations in life today, uh, we need to have empathy going all the way back. Uh, I mean, we need to have empathy... Uh, for people who lived in a day and time where you were either on Team Churchill uh, or Team Hitler. Uh, you think about all the way back in people who lived in times, different times. Uh, we, we need to have empathy for them uh, because they don't, they're not living in the day and age that we live and things were different and things uh, that were acceptable in those times uh, might not be acceptable today, but uh, there's so many of the you know, tearing down statues and, and all this different thing that is going on. Uh, empathy uh, is uh, an important uh, emotion, but uh, we, of course, have to have uh, the facts that will override the feelings. So uh, there are people who have uh, the luxury, us, uh, of seeing the entire plan of God uh, laid out in His Word. Uh, one of the, uh, if you read this passage of Scripture, one thing that you may 
see or notice uh, or even kind of um, comment on uh, is this. Um, was God okay uh, with Rebekah in Jacob's lies? Um, because when we know that uh, God's plan is being fulfilled through all this, uh, there's a deception that takes place with Rebekah uh, and a, uh, a, a you know, deception, obviously, with Jacob. And I'm going to point out those lies here in a second. But is God okay with that? Um, turn with me to Romans chapter number 8 uh, real quick. And, and a reason I want to point out this application today is uh, we, uh, we give God credit for things we shouldn't give God credit for. Uh, we we co-opt God into our decisions where, where God really, you know, God is a sovereign God. He, he sees, knows everything. But you make choices every single day uh, that, uh, of your own free will, uh, and then you, then you tend to uh, wrap it all up in Romans 8, 28. All right? Uh, let's read that verse uh, in Romans 8 and verse number 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called, according to his purpose. And we know that we've been predestined, uh, the Bible says in the next verse, to be conformed to his image. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. God, he knew us. I don't believe that God predestines people to, uh, to heaven and hell and all that kind of a thing. Uh, but uh, we are, uh, those words are in there, uh, elect and predestination. Uh, but God uh, has preordained uh, that we are his workmanship uh, and he's done that before the foundation of the world. We read about that in the book of Ephesians. But all things work together uh, for good, the Bible says, to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. Uh, and uh, one, one kind of way to at least look at Romans 8, 28 uh, is this way. Uh, not everything that you, that you go through in life uh, is going to work out the way that you want it to work out. Uh, and, and if you're not living for the Lord in trying to please Him, um, there's going to be a whole lot of fruit uh, that comes in your life that's a, a natural consequence of uh, the fruit of your own way or uh, the law of sowing and reaping. But we've got to be careful not to just you know, look at everything good or bad that's taken place uh, and throw Romans 8.28 without thinking about what all these verses mean uh, you know, in the Bible. So... So if you love the Lord and are serving Him, that type of verse, I think, is very applicable because you're letting the Lord direct your steps. You can take uh, the will of God because you are uh, trying to be a good man or a good woman uh, and you're trusting in the Lord with all your heart and, and He is, he needs, he's a, you know, the Word of God is the, what's lighting your path because you're trying to live in obedience to Him. But you get outside of that and uh, you, you know, you go out and burn a car and somebody gets you on video and then you get arrested uh, and you go to jail for arson uh, and you're sitting, you know, uh, they take your mug shot and you're sitting in there waiting to be whatever uh, and, uh, and you're like, God, what, do you, what lesson are you trying to teach me here? Um, you know, I wish, I wish every time we thought that the Holy Spirit of God uh, would uh, just say something real direct and, and uh, whatever. All of us are going to stand before God uh, and I hope He just reminds us of all the dumb things we've done uh, and said that we've, that we've attributed to Him in His perfect will. I guess it's God's perfect will that I'm in prison. No, that's not His perfect will for your life. Now, He can take your sin uh, and your mistakes 
uh, and he can do some things with them, and you can learn some things, but uh, there's consequences that are there. So Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good. So I think about uh, Isaac and Jacob and that Rebecca and that whole situation. Rebecca, you know, and by the way, if, if God had a plan, and we read about that in chapter number 25, uh, the plan was the younger uh, was going to rule over the older. Uh, and God had a plan tied to all that. Had not uh, Isaac and Rebekah chose, they chose favorites with their kids. Uh, and, uh, and there was a whole lot of heartache that took place. And God was not pleased with Jacob's behavior or Rebekah's behavior. In fact, when you, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but of all the patriarchal wives in the scripture, Rebekah, there's no memorial and, and no mention of her funeral uh, like there are the other ones. Um, uh, there's no stamp of approval from God that what she had done uh, was the right thing to do. Uh, but we have Christians today that point to this passage of Scripture uh, and excuse away sinful behavior in the present uh, because somehow, some way, God's okay uh, with, uh, with lies and deception in order to, uh, to you know, and He's just going to work it all out uh, for His good. Let's look at a couple of the lies uh, that Jacob said. And we're going to go back to the book of Exodus here in a minute to look at another time uh, where deception was used. God used that deception. Uh, he used the mistakes of the people in that story uh, and, uh, and he brought about his own plan and his own glory. All right. Uh, but if you don't get anything else out of this message today, know this, uh, that uh, you can't sin uh, because you think God's going to take your sin and work it out and use it for His glory. The Bible says if you sin willfully, there's a fearful and looking for of, of judgment. That's what the Bible says. God can take your sin and He can turn it in for His glory, but you can't go into it thinking that. You need to obey Him and follow Him. If God lets you crash and burn and never uh, you know, uh, saves you from whatever circumstance you've, you've behaved yourself into... Uh, well, that's His will, uh, and, uh, and that's your takeaway, the grace of God uh, in your life. Uh, but God does not guarantee uh, that everything we you know, get ourselves into, that He's going to get us out of, and it's going to work out in the end uh, for, uh, for some good thing. We misapply that passage of Scripture to a certain degree. Uh, in verse number 19, Jacob lied about who he was, twice, by the way. Uh, he said he was, he was Esau when he's not. And so he lied. And all this, remember, uh, it's Rebecca. Rebecca saying, hey, I overheard your father. Here's, uh, here's what's going on. Uh, this is what you got to do. Uh, and he said, whoa, um, we're going to get caught doing this. Uh, and she says, don't worry, it, it, it'll be on me. Um, it's, it's all be on me. Uh, and uh, I'll take that. We've read that uh, in the passage uh, ahead of these verses. Uh, so he goes along with his mom's plan, and there's a certain side of obedience to that and obeying uh, his parent, but he was deceiving another parent uh, in uh, this account. Uh, and he lied two times about who he was when he was asked directly uh, from. Now, remember, all this is he received the blessing. Jacob lied, and he received the blessing. But the ble they could not, no matter what they did, thwart the plan of God. Okay, so there's a plan of God that God, and He uses. He uses lost people. Uh, he uses 
He uses countries and nations that don't know God. Uh, he works in the affairs of men, uh, and he brings about his plan, his ways, which are higher than our ways, despite man uh, and all of his uh, attempts to, uh, to shortchange him or to change things, whatever. Um, we can't do that. Uh, God is going to do what He wants to do. Uh, and by the way, His plan, uh, His return, uh, his, you know, the rapture, all the prophecy, the, the second coming, the millennial reign, all of that, all that stuff's going to happen. Uh, and uh, in, in, in there will probably be uh, no chaz uh, or uh, chop uh, and all that kind of stuff. All the craziness that's going on in the world uh, will not change the, the trajectory, there you go, uh, of, uh, of this earth and, and what God has planned for everything. He lied about who he was. Uh, he lied about what he did in verse number 19. He says, And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau thy firstborn. Lie. I have done according as thou badest me. Lie. He didn't. He didn't do anything. Uh, he, you know, he went and changed his clothes. Uh, and uh, stood there for, you know, uh, for the makeup artist uh, as they got everything uh, put on and all the skins attached and everything. But he didn't do, he didn't do what he was been one. Uh, he, he wasn't even part of the whole story. Uh, Isaac's talking to Esau and Rebecca's eavesdropping. Uh, and Jacob, Jacob, again, was off playing uh, Xbox uh, and, uh, and had no clue as to what was going on. Uh, he said, I, just, I did what you told me to do. He lied about who he was. He lied about what he did. He lied about what he had in verse number 19. Uh, he says, Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. Uh, he didn't have no venison. Uh, he had goats. Uh, now I know uh, there's some would consider goat a, a venison, I guess, of some sort, but, uh, but that's not, it was, go get venison. Uh, I got some goats. Uh, and uh, they made the savor meat. So he lied about who he was. He lied about what he did. He lied about what he had. Uh, and then he lied about where he got it in verse number 20. Uh, and he says, And Isaac said unto him, How is it thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. Now, it's one thing to co-op God, uh, the name of the Lord, into your poor decisions in life. Uh, God told me to do it. I've had people... The Bible flat out is against it. It's a sin uh, and God forbids it. And I've had people look me right square in the eyeballs and tell me God told me to do it. Uh, a striking example that we've all seen would be someone who, let's say if they, uh, remember like uh, there was a man who shot an abortion doctor uh, and, uh, and he said God told him to do that. Now every Bible-believing Christian on the face of the planet who ever lived and who will ever live knows that God didn't tell him anything. He did that. Uh, and uh, now he can say, well, uh, and come up with all the reasons under the sun. Uh, but God doesn't speak to us in signs and visions and everything else. He speaks to us through his word. Uh, he, he, to blame or to co-op God to bring him into our poor decisions, that's, that's bad. But to use the Lord's name uh, to, to um, whatever, to cover up sin, uh, to me, is, is really a step towards blasphemy. Uh, and so God's taken an instance here with Jacob where he says, his dad says, hey, where'd you get this venison? He said, God, God gave it to me. And he brings God into this scenario, which borderlines on blasphemy because he's lying about God to cover up his own sin. And God, ever, God help us if we ever do that. 
Um, God told me to do it. Uh, God uh, directed me. God did this or God opened the door uh, and we do something. You know, God doesn't want you to steal and lie and cheat and murder and kill and burn. And God doesn't want you to do that. Uh, Never believe one person, uh, whoever brings in the name of the Lord to justify their sinful behavior. So, but is God, is God cool with it? Because, because God blessed, he still blessed Jacob. Uh, he lied uh, and uh, several times. He bordered on the you know, blasphemy uh, another time and lied about the, the meat and lied about everything. Uh, God is not okay with it. Uh, the blessing, uh, the deception that was there uh, that took place, uh, all of it was from disobedience, uh, not believing God because God had told him what his plan was. Uh, and we all too often know God's revealed will in His Word, and then we'll do what we want to do, uh, and then attach God to it in Romans 8, 28. That's not how it works. We obey God. Obedience, obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is the way we show our love to God uh, by doing what our Savior tells us to do uh, in His Word. Uh, and so there's a deception. But let's, let's go back to, to Exodus chapter number 8. Uh, and uh, you can turn there and look at it. I'll just explain the story, I guess, uh, if I want to hurry and, and get through the time. Here's another time where, where there's lies and uh, deceit. Uh, and God used it for His glory. And this is the story of Moses. Uh, so we know that, uh, that uh, his mother... Um, had Moses, and then for a while, well, his name wasn't Moses, called Moses, uh, and, uh, and then uh, put him in the, the bulrush and uh, sent him down, and Pharaoh's daughter, uh, and then, and then they, they said, hey, uh, uh, his sister goes, hey, you want me to go to one of the Hebrew women? I just preached on this not too long ago. You want me to go to one of the Hebrew women and find a nurse? Yeah, hey, that's a great idea. Uh, so she goes and gets her mom uh, and brings uh, back and, his, and Moses' mom, nurse. they lying through their teeth about the whole thing. But here's the difference between that story and this story. They didn't know who Moses was going to be. They didn't know the plan of God for that baby and who he was going to turn out to be uh, in Scripture. They didn't know that. Uh, they were just, but God used them in their circumstance and, and the deception and the lies to, to conceal who he, and for him to grow up in Pharaoh's house was all part of God's plan, but they didn't know it. See, God can take, let me put it this way, we must, we must never... Uh, use uh, the story of Moses or of Jacob uh, to, to assume uh, that we can just abuse God's grace and just do whatever we want to do. That would be a huge mistake. But God can take our mistakes uh, and, uh, and they can be something that he can use uh, for his glory uh, and, and then therefore for our good. Um, but we can't go, I'm going to steal this, or I'm going to hurt someone, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lie and cheat, whatever, uh, and, uh, and, God, and I'm just going to, uh, you know, God's just going to do what he's going to do. No, um, you can't do that and think that. Uh, you've got to obey God and, and follow God. And if you sin and, and you fall and there's the grace of God and you, and you pick yourself back up and God is long-suffering towards us, but you can't live a life characterized by sin and, and just Romans 8, 28 it. They didn't know who Moses was going to be. 
and they, and they, uh, we find that story. Here in Genesis 27, they knew the plan of God and, and where Jacob and Esau fit into it. Uh, and they still messed up. And they still connived and deceived. And, and God didn't, and we know that God didn't love it in part uh, and accept it because of uh, the lack of, 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 uh, of knowledge of Rebecca in Scripture. Uh, the fact that Jacob, just in another couple of chapters, was on the receiving end of deception uh, with Laban. It's the law of sowing and reaping. Uh, there are several things in, in Jacob's life uh, that uh, we see uh, his MO and the way that he operate was not the way that was not a way that pleased God. Uh, but but God's plan is God's plan, regardless if we're if we're in on it on the right side or on the wrong side of it, God's gonna do what he's gonna do. You just can't you just can't think I'm gonna do wrong and then God's gonna use me for his will and for his glory. Uh, because I think when we begin to think that. Uh, that, uh, that we're, on a, we're on a road to reprobation in our own mind. Uh, we are turning the grace of God uh, into uh, lasciviousness. Let's turn to Romans chapter number six. Going to hurry. I'm going to be almost done. All of God's people said. <laughs> uh, and uh, in Romans chapter number six, uh, and by the way, read Romans 6 and 7, 8. Read them over and over and over again. Verses one and two, very familiar. It says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin, verse 1 of chapter number 6, that grace may abound, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? So, so when we think of God's plan, um, we read Scripture. And if I just look at it in light of, of how God's dealing with me, um, God used the Word of God to bring conviction to my heart. Uh, as a young teenager and the Holy Spirit of God and, to, uh, and I prayed and asked Jesus Christ to save me and I got in this book and began to read it uh, and, uh, and uh, there's places in it that I really loved and, uh, and, and helped me a ton. There's places that I wanted to avoid uh, because they're just, they're, they're, the sayings were too hard. Uh, it was, it was, uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I got, when I got saved, I, I quit, I quit friends. I quit stuff. I quit all kinds of stuff. And by the way, I did it before anybody told me that they were wrong uh, because I got saved in the Holy Spirit of God brought conviction. So uh, when I sinned, uh, the Holy Spirit said no. And I said, yes, sir, to the Holy Spirit. And I didn't do that anymore. Uh, I didn't need a, I didn't need a discipleship class. Uh, discipleship classes are good, but when you get born again and the Holy Spirit of God indwells you, when you sin, He'll convict you of sin. Uh, and uh, He says, "Well, He doesn't do that for me. I'd make sure you're saved, because He—that's His—that's His ministry. That's what He does. So if you can sin and sin and sin, and you're not bothered by it, uh, then uh, there's something terribly wrong uh, with uh, with what's going on uh, in your life. Uh, and uh, I don't have—I don't have the guilt." In shame of sin, it's all under the blood. I'm no longer under condemnation. Uh, and, uh, and I will not, uh, as a Christian, uh, lie and deceive and whatever and abuse the grace of God, or as the Scriptures say, turn the grace of God into uh, lasciviousness, to continue in sin that grace may abound. Uh, and uh, I'm not, if Rebecca, and by the way, Rebecca didn't have the book of Romans. You do. Jacob, Jacob didn't have Hebrews chapter number 10, but you do. You got, you're more informed uh, about the plan of God uh, than Rebecca and Isaac and Jacob and, uh, and many of the people we read about in Scripture because we have the, the Word of God in our hands. 
And so if Rebecca, here's what, here's what, here's how, if Rebecca lived today and this whole scenario played out, uh, she'd be like, man, I know what the Bible says, uh, but, and uh, hey, uh, calls, hey, we're going to, um, we're, we're going to lie. We're going to lie to your dad. Um, it's your blessing. It's not, it's not Esau's. Here's the plan. Well, we're going to get busted. Uh, no, uh, it's, it's all going to work out, and, and I'll take the heat if it happens. In the whole time thinking, you know what, I'm going to sin, and then I'm going to ask God to forgive me. And he's going to, in, in, the Bible, in 1 John 1, 9, the Bible says that if I, if I confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive me. And so we, we'll quote, we'll quote uh, 1 John 1, 9, and then we'll sin. If, if that scenario played out today, that would be the mindset of, of Rebecca and Jacob. We're just going to do what we're going to do, and God's going to forgive us because he is a gracious God. Uh, and full of grace, and his mercies are renewed each morning, uh, and they would have uh, turned the grace of God into lasciviousness and did what they did because they wanted to do it. Uh, and, uh, and, then, uh, and then when uh, they, they go through the deception, and, uh, and uh, uh, I don't know, uh, I just kind of think about the whole story, and, uh, and uh, I, I, if I was Jacob, I'd be backing up from dad a little bit. Uh, he's, he's chowing down on those goats, uh, and, uh, and just thinking, man, we, just, we, we, uh, we, just, we got through it. We did it. I could, I could just imagine him turning uh, to Rebecca, uh, peeking through the tent door, and Rebecca going, yes, we did it. And, uh, and then uh, he leaves, and in comes Esau, uh, and, uh, and all how this whole story uh, plays out. Um, and, uh, and there's the blessing. Esau go, and, he, and he repented. We read about that later on in the New Testament. Uh, about all the stuff that he had done uh, and found no, and found no uh, relief from God in respect to anything that he had done. Uh, Esau was the father of the Edomites. And, uh, and on and on, you look at all the history uh, and what had taken place. Uh, and, uh, and so the, the, the birth, the, uh, the blessing, even though it was, it was received through that lie uh, and deception, uh, the blessing was still Jacob's. Still his. Here's, you're going to dwell in tents. You're going to live by the sword, Esau. Uh, that's your lot in life. Sorry, but your brother stole it. He stole your birthright and he stole your blessing. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and there's all kinds of consequences. Obviously, some of them not here in Scripture, but we can assume uh, as well as the lack of the accounts in history. Uh, but here's, here's what they would do. Uh, and uh, the blessing, uh, so Jacob's enjoying the blessings of God uh, and he just say, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good. God just worked it all out. Uh, and uh, and uh, that's, how, that's how it would have played out today. S- willfully sin, abuse the grace of God, ask God to forgive, and then, and then Romans 8, 28, everything that happened, uh, and just go, I guess that was the will of God. Uh, and, uh, and, we, and we destroy our lives in the lives of the people around us because we approach this book uh, in such a careless way. Uh, that's not what God's plan is for you uh, or for me. It's to, it's to love Him and to live for Him and to obey Him and to obey His Word and, uh, and follow the Holy Spirit's leading direction and to love the Word of God. Uh, and, uh, and not, the Bible says that liars will find their place in a lake of fire. 
Uh, I mean, I, as long, far back as I can, I remember, I remember going to Good News Club uh, in, a, in a trailer uh, on Jacksino Road uh, in South Range, Wisconsin, when I was like five or six years old. And as lost kid could be, uh, and my family's just a bunch of heathens, and they all knew it, sitting in a, in a trailer out in the middle of nowhere, and someone's teaching me the good news uh, from the living Bible. And I remember this, liars will be friars. I remember that from like five years old, six years old. Liars will be friars. And, uh, and, uh, and so did that stop me from lying? <laughs> no, uh, I told a lot of lies. Uh, but, I, but I know this, God's never okay with lying uh, and, uh, and, and deception. Uh, but um, he, not me or not you in the middle of that, he might use your sin and your mistakes to contribute to his plan for his glory and then ultimately for your good. That's when we Romans 8, 28. But if you are just bent on doing wrong and, and then the natural consequences of that uh, uh, you know, um, come to fruition, let's, let's be careful. Not pulling what Jacob did. Ah, God did that. No, he didn't. You did that. And, and, and God would be full in his right for whatever, you know, whatever it is at whatever time to just zap us and you know, it all be done. I'm thankful that God is merciful and long-suffering to me. Uh, but God is not okay with you living outside of his will uh, and, you, and you just claiming the grace of God, the sovereignty of God to justify what you're doing. That is not the Bible. So you say, well, what do I do, Pastor? You confess it. And say, I'm not going to, I'm not, God, I'm sorry for giving you credit uh, for the mistakes in my life. For, 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 for giving, for, for using your name to get me, myself, out of trouble. So I don't, I've never done that. Sure you have. You've, you've told people, I've prayed about it. And you, and you lied, you didn't pray. And, and you didn't pray that, and God didn't give you that answer. That's the exact same thing uh, that was taking place in this passage of Scripture. So you just confess it. God, I'm sorry. Um, I lied. Uh, you can even go to somebody and say, you know what? Remember that thing I told you God told me to do it? He didn't. He didn't tell me that. I just said that because I was feeling the heat. And uh, I was caught up. And, uh, and I knew that if I said God told me to do it, that that would take the heat off of me because, because you don't want to fight God in his plan. But you know what? Um, even in that, when, when he said, you know, God provided it or whatever, um, it just nothing, nothing made sense. His spite, Isaac's spidey sense was going off and he knew that something was wrong, but he still went with his feelings. And we can't do that. So you just pray and you confess it to God. Say, God, I'm sorry for blaming you, giving you credit, um, you know, basically hijacking what the sovereignty of God and the will of God to justify uh, my decisions and my behavior. And I'm sorry for that. And I'm not going to do it anymore. And, uh, and when I make a mistake and you're gracious towards me, I'm going to thank you for your graciousness and your long suffering. And that's why we pray. We talk about counting our blessings. We have all of us. God, thank you for not killing me with lightning today. Because that's what I deserve. And, uh, and because it's just, you know, um, we were out here 
we were, we were out here mowing or whatever last, we had a work day and it was like lightning storms and everything coming through. And, uh, you know, so I don't get hit by, you know, to me, I'd be like, man, what a way to go. Uh, you know, it's just be out there. And, and uh, so, God, thank you for not killing me when I completely deserve it. And forgive me for abusing your grace time and time and time and time again. God, I just want to please you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Uh, and thank you for the word of God. Uh, and, uh, and I'm just going to be more mindful as, as, uh, as your child or as uh, a sheep. I'm going to listen to your voice and, and, uh, and I'm not going to pray. And I'm certainly not going to take steps towards blasphemy by, by crediting God uh, to cover up our sins like Jacob did. So moral of the story is God's not cool with it. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, Moses' mom and stuff, and they did what they did. They didn't, they didn't, have, they didn't have all the knowledge that you have. Uh, if, they had, if they had Romans 6, verses 1 and 2, and, and they wouldn't do what they did if they loved God. Uh, and, uh, and so that moment when we, when we sin, that grace may abound. I'm just going to do this because God is such a gracious God and He's going to forgive me. You're stepping in a place that you don't want to step. Uh, and you're inviting in your life a potential judgment from God. Because remember, he says, in fact, let's turn over there just real, real fast real, in uh, Hebrews chapter number 10. And we're done. Hebrews chapter number 10. Uh, we, we, as an independent Baptist, uh, I like uh, <coughs> certain parts of this uh, passage of Scripture. Uh, you know, like... Like in you know, 24, let us consider one another in uh, verse 24, chapter number 10. Let us consider one another, provoking a love and a good works, not forsaking the sum of ourselves together. It's a matter of some is. We've been, pastor been quoting that one like crazy, uh, exhorting one another and so much. I love that. Verse 26, though, we, we, we stop at verse 25 a lot. For if we sin willfully, after that we've received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Now, we're no longer con- condemnation. If you're, if you're saved, your sins are forgiven. Um, but there's a reason why we confess sin and ask God to forgive us. And a difference between, you know, sins of omission and commission, things that we do, but, you know, you reacted in anger versus you planned something out. And the Bible says that when you sin willfully, uh, there's no more, um, what does it say? There remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Now, I've studied that verse for 30 some years as a Christian, uh, and, uh, and I can't really get settled on exactly what that means, but it seems bad. <laughs> Can I just say it that way? just seems like that's something you don't want to do. So that's, that's, that's what I'm going with. I mean, is that, is that wrong? It's like, I don't know the whole theology about that, or is it, is it you know, everything's, you know, because there's a lot of people believe my sins are all forgiven, so I can just sin, and, and, and it doesn't matter. I don't confess sins to God because they're under the blood. Uh, and then there are some who believe they've got to confess their, their sins are forgiven, they're no longer a condemnation, but there's a practical righteousness that they have to live out every day and they need to live and follow, love God. Uh, and when they sin, uh, the Bible says that we're going to confess it, ask God, I need my prayers to be answered, sin, sin will hinder all those things. Uh, and so, so there's several different camps. But all I know is it says here, if I sin willfully, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. And since I can't nail that down uh, with study and study, I can stare at that verse from now till the Lord comes back and I'm not going to get it. All I know is I'm not going to do that as much as I can. So that's a sin. And the Holy Spirit goes, that's a sin. I'm going to go, whoa, I'm not going to do that then. 
I'm not going to go, that's a sin. Yes, it is. Says in the Bible, I'm going to do it anyway because, I'm, because God's, of God's grace. Somewhere in there, this verse applies. And I don't know how that turns out. And I don't want to find out. So, so I'm just like, there's sin. Stay away from it. Not purposefully do it. Uh, and, uh, and then, you know, seeing how that all turns out. You say, you, are you perfect? No, <laughs> absolutely not. And I fail at that verse. Um, but I think you understand what I'm saying is that, you know, the Bible says to be holy for I'm holy, saith the Lord. We're supposed to strive for holiness. We can't ever get there in these sinful bodies, but we sure as well better try and to live for him. So um, if, if they had these verses to read like I do, they might have behaved differently. The stories that we read may be different. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but you're more informed than they were. Um, so so if, uh, when I stand before God and, uh, you know, um, my mom said, don't, you know, no more donuts. And I, and I know if I take that, you know, that's going to be stealing or I'm going to be disobedient. I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to take it. Uh, and First John 1, 9 it. When I stand before God, and explain my deception, I'm not going to point to Moses' mom or Jacob and say, um, but look what they did. They lied, they deceived, and you were cool with it. Um, and because uh, you know what God's going to say? You had more than they had. Way more than they had. Uh, and you did it anyway. And I'm going to suffer loss for that as I stand before God at the judgment seat of Christ. I'm not going to go to hell because I sinned, but I'm going to suffer loss. That's why there's a judgment seat when God tries everything. And, uh, and I don't want to suffer. I want to minimize my loss at the judgment seat of Christ by obeying the scripture. And so God's not okay with lying and deceiving. God's not okay with abusing his grace. And so we just decide today, I'm not going to live that way. I don't know what that, I don't know what that Hebrews verse means. Because I've been, I've been debating that verse with people for decades now. But it ain't good. So, better safe than sorry for me. And that's just how I am. So, it's just whatever that means, I'm just going to do this over here. And by God's grace, I'll do more of that than this. And when I stand before God, I stand with boldness. I've, you know, because I've tried to live for him and serve. Let's all stand uh, with our heads bowed and eyes closed uh, this afternoon.